Hi everyone, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo, I'm the author of the film review website Quipster.net. You can find almost 4,000 of my written reviews there. Read them anytime at Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today I'm going to be looking at a film by French filmmaker Francois Ozon. It is called France. It's a drama slash war film, PG-13 rated for thematic elements, including brief war violence, and it runs an hour and 53 minutes. Paula Beer and Pierre Nini are the main stars, with Ernst Stotzner, Marie Gruber, Johan von Bülow, and Anton von Luck in supporting roles. Ozone wrote the screenplay along with Philippe Piazzo, and it is a remake of a film that I actually also reviewed by Ernst Lubitsch called Broken Lullaby. I actually watched that film after I watched France because I was so taken by France, and you can find my review of that at quipster.net if you want to hear my thoughts on the original film. As with the original film, this one's shot in black and white, actually mostly black and white. There are some color sequences here. French filmmaker Francois Ozone, he's a veteran filmmaker. I've watched many of his movies and I have pretty much liked them all, even though I have mixed feelings on a few of them. And this is a very expansive remake of that lesser-known Ernst Lubitsch romantic anti-war work from 1932. As I mentioned, Broken Lullaby itself was based on a play by Maurice Rostand. And Ozone finds chances to use color in some choice places within this story. It's used for effect as the drab and colorless events brighten up with vivid color when elements of the story fill in with hopefulness, especially as captured classically and quite sumptuously by cinematographer Pascal Marti, especially with a certain touch of stark and shadowy German expressionism that is appropriate for this time period. France is set in Quedlinburg, Germany in 1919. It's just after the Great War, or World War I as we now know it, has concluded. Although the aftermath is still quite fresh in the hearts and minds of the people, a local woman named Anna, played by Paula Beer, is but one of many who are mourning for the loss of young men in the war. She's grieving her beloved France, killed in battle before he could return and marry her as planned. Living under the roof of Franz's parents, Dr. Hans Hofmeister and his wife Magda, Anna regularly places flowers on Franz's vacant gravesite, only to discover a mystery man has already come to do the same. Turns out that the man is someone who fought on the side of the enemy. He's a Frenchman who later revisits the Hofmeisters and finds an icy reception, just like most of the rest of the nationalist town against those who hail from a country who killed many of their own recently. Adrien Rivoire played by Pierre Nini, is the Frenchman in question. Nevertheless, he persists, eventually speaking to Anna and then later her late fiancé's family about how he once knew France well in Paris before the war and all of the memories that they shared. From there, the story takes paths that are too interesting and revelatory to be divulged in the synopsis, including the nature of why Adrian is so distraught about the passing of France in particular. There are themes about truth, half-truths, there are secrets, there are lies meant to shield others from further harm that permeate the rest of the story from various angles. Ultimately, it puts into the question the nature and the cost of wars and political divisions, and it finds more love and common ground among enemies than in the chasms driven by government decisions that stoke hysteria among the citizens, whether in a small town in Germany or the most populous city in France. This film is very nicely performed by the leads, Beer and Nini, who both have to act in bilingual fashion between French and German dialogue, as well as deliver good chemistry, both as angst-filled strangers and mourners, as well as two people who find an unstated connection that surprises them both. 
While different in story and scope from Ozone's previous works, there are still his signature psychological themes that are presented here, such as his understated exploration of sexual hunger and fragile romantic desire in complicated situations with Ozone's requisite homoerotic subtext to boot. In this day and age when nationalist policies are taking hold in countries who used to embrace immigrants for their diversity and hard work ethic, this old-fashioned story seems to be ready-made for today's politically charged environment. It's no surprise that those who are engaging in the decisions to go to war are the very people who will never have to look their enemies in the eye, willing to sacrifice the sons of others in order to resolve disputes that they haven't attacked or patience to do through peaceful means. One enlightened character within the film even suggests that soldiers who fight on the opposing side aren't who killed their sons. It was they themselves who sent their sons to war that resulted in tragedy. Francois Ozone's film would go on to be rewarded with 11 César Award nominations, including Best Film. Given Ozone's reputation as an auteur, as well as the political subtext one can read into the film's pessimistic look at putting country above all else, one can see why it might resonate within a European Union that is threatening to unravel. Though the film is a bit slow in its delivery and contains a couple of reveals you may likely suspect from the outset, though Ozone suggests other interesting avenues, as a psychological study of what people feel that they must do in order to protect others from grief, including themselves, France is an often fascinating observational work, especially in the context of the turmoil. Some feel that the world is headed through the current trend toward isolationism among neighboring countries with whom they'll likely form the prejudices of ignorance all over again. I'm giving France three and a half stars out of four, and three and a half stars on my scale means that I do recommend it. I do think it's worth going out of your way to see if this at all sounds interesting to you. I think it's one of Ozone's better films, and I do think, even though it's not as provocative as some of his more notable works, this is really kind of a classical way of presenting a film done in a fashion that I think, which which I think harkens back to the era in which this film was made. It captures a lot of that German expressionism, and it brings a lot of that old French flavor into it as well. So if you like those films from days gone by, I do recommend this on that level as well. If you do end up seeing France, I would be interested in hearing what you have to say and what your take on this film is. You can write to me. You can find my contact information at my website. Quipster.net is where to go. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Also, if you want to hear more of my podcasting work, I want to remind you that you can check out the In Session Film Podcast because I do podcasting work along with JD and Brendan on the extra film segments of that show. So check out InSessionFilm.com for more details on that. And with that, thank you everyone for listening. I hope that you enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies. 